Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is 16 August. It's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And one quick announcement is that the uh, website, we had somebody hack it or something. We don't know what happened, maybe a bug or a virus. Um, And so we had to change the website. And a lot of people are having trouble accessing things. It's being worked on. The web guy is uh, doing his best to get that fixed. And uh, it should be when it's done, uh, you know, user-friendly for tablets and smartphones and things like that, which it was not before. But uh, he's got to get all that figured out, and people are sending in reports saying that uh, I can't access it with this type of phone or that type of phone. So it's just going to take a while. Um, And then I have one other thing to read. A guy named Michael emailed me, and he said, Like many, I found your prophecy updates first. And after years of just listening to prophecy, I finally listened to your advice to listen to the teaching as well. Starting last summer, now listen, this is just since last summer, I've been through your teachings of Genesis twice, Exodus, Ruth, Romans, and the Doctrine series a few times. Now that's a lot in a very short amount of time. So my hat is off to him. He said, although I grew up in the church and went to a Christian college, there's so much that I didn't know. And so I would, as I often do, encourage people that watch Prophecy Updates one after another after another, you're not getting any theology there. All you're getting sensation and your ears tickled. I would challenge you to start watching sermons and join in. And speaking of that, we have a series of sermons which is going to start today, which is in one of the most memorable passages of all of Scripture. It's going to be five uh, sermons, and it's going to be tied in with something that we will be doing with Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. They have a new video coming out, and the two are going to be tied together. So I would encourage you to um, check out the five sermons in the series that uh, we are starting today, and I know that you will like them. I have no doubt that when you're done, you will say, I can't believe what I have just heard. You're going to say that five weeks from now. But there you go. Our first category, as always, is Israel. From Reuters, with Trump's help, Israel and the UAE reach historic deal to normalize relations. Most people that follow prophecy already know this. I'll give my comments after giving a few articles here. Israel and the UAE reached a historic peace deal that will lead to full normalization of diplomatic relations between the two Middle Eastern nations in an agreement that President Trump helped to broker. Okay, um, first thing I'd like to say is that this has nothing to do with the Antichrist deal. This has nothing to do with the seven-year peace treaty that will be coming out, which is going to be, uh, you know, initiating the seven-year tribulation, according to Daniel 9, uh, 24 through 27. This is something that is actually a great benefit to Israel. Now, the same people that, and to the rest of the world at large, but to Israel in particular, Um, The people that did not like that Trump was trying to make a deal to um, have Israel annex the land and they complained against that are the same people that are now complaining against this. So there is a lack of theology on their part for saying these things, and I'd like to get that corrected today. We'll go ahead and we'll go on a little bit with this article first. 
Israel has agreed to suspend applying sovereignty to the areas of the West Bank that it has been discussing annexing. That is only on hold. They still are planning on annexing at some point, but this is just to get the ball rolling in that regard. Delegations from Israel and the UAE will meet in the coming weeks. They are actually going to be doing some of that this coming week to sign bilateral agreements regarding investment, tourism, direct flights, security, telecommunications, and other issues. The two countries are expected soon to exchange ambassadors and embassies. Now, this is something that I've been reporting on for five years at least, is the background deals that Israel is doing with Saudi Arabia, with the UAE, with Bahrain. Now, I've been saying this is coming. This is coming. And it's been almost completely ignored in the news and in any prophecy sites. But this is something that is a benefit. It's not something that is negative in relation to Israel. And as I said, I'll explain that very succinctly in about three minutes. From the Times of Israel, Netanyahu thanks Egypt, Oman, Bahrain for their support of UAE deal. If you know the names of these locations, then you know why this is positive already. But we'll go on. Prime Minister says agreement will expand the circle of peace and will be good for the entire region. From the Times of Israel, Biden welcomes historic Israel-UAE deal to normalize relations. Now, considering that uh, this was brokered by President Donald Trump, it's not surprising that Biden took credit for it and said that he and his uh, previous uh, President Obama were the ones that were actually behind getting this done. He mentioned nothing about President Trump's accomplishment when he said this. From the Times of Israel, Israeli officials say Bahrain in advance contacts to be next in line for ties. Okay, I've talked about Bahrain and that issue, and here they're talking about that actually coming about. Times of Israel. Blue and white, this is the opposition. You've got, uh, actually not the opposition, you've got the coalition. You've got Netanyahu's party and blue and white, and they came together, and Netanyahu's the prime minister, Gantz is the current um, defense minister, and he will take over the prime ministership maybe in two years, unless the coalition falls apart. But blue and white kept in dark on UAE deal. Netanyahu, it was a request of the United States. So they didn't even know this was coming about. This was a real benefit for Netanyahu, and at the same time, it was a real benefit for Trump, and they were working together on this. So this is positive. And before we go on, I'd like you to consider who the people are that are against this in the world. Just go out and look at all the people that are against this and look at who are for it. We'll talk about just a couple of them today. We'll have more next week, and you can see why this is positive. But for right now, we'll go on. Times of Israel. A despicable betrayal. Palestinian Authority blasts the Emirates, demands retraction of the Israel deal. So the PA is against it. Ramallah recalls envoy to Abu Dhabi, Egypt, Bahrain, Saudi minister all praise agreement. Jordan in cooler response says Israel must enter into talks with Palestinians. So there you go with that. The PA is against it. They've um, withdrawn their envoy to Abu Dhabi, but all of the other countries I mentioned are for it. From the Times of Israel, Arakat which is also the Palestinian Authority. I never expected this poison dagger to come from an Arab country. Okay, global news. Of course, Iran calls deal between Israel, UAE, a stab in the back to Muslims worldwide. So there you go with that. That's just a little bit of what's going on this week. We'll have more on it next week. But I would like to say that, as I said already once, the same people that bashed President Trump for saying he did wrong in allowing the annex because it only gave Israel part of the West Bank are now bashing President Trump 
for this. And you have to consider that Israel saw this as an advantage. We're going to get this deal from uh, Trump administration, and we are going to use that as leverage to work with the Arabs to come out into a uh, agreement of peace. Now, what I'd like to do is to take you to the heart of the matter, because this is the heart of the matter. Where scripture takes us is where we want to go. The answer to is this a good thing or not is found in the book of Ezekiel. It's found in Ezekiel chapter 38. It'll take me just a second to get there because I went past it. Ezekiel 38. And all you need to go do is go to verse 13 and you'll find out if this is a good deal for Israel and the world at large or not. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? There is a coalition of nations which will come against Israel. That's the Gog-Magog War. It will include Russia. It will include Iran. It will include uh, Sudan and Turkey and uh, Libya. These nations are going to come against Israel. What is important is the countries that are not coming against Israel. If we did not have these agreements today and the ones that are coming very soon, we would have Every Muslim nation on the planet, once again, coming against Israel when a coalition comes against Israel. That will not be the case now. This is set up by God. This is not set up by man. This is something that, yes, it went through the Trump administration, but God knew thousands of years ago in the book of Ezekiel, he put it there, that these Arab nations would not come against Israel. And you have to ask yourself, how's that going to come about? Because every time we've had a war against Israel in the past, from 1948 on, they have all declared war on Israel and they've all been defeated. But someday there are going to be so many of them with so much firepower that they won't be defeated unless something like this happens. And that is your answer right there. If anybody says differently, they don't know their Bible and they're just trying to tickle your ears with something. So stick with the facts on this. The Arab nations are not coming against Israel. The Bible said they weren't, and now we know why they're not. That's the answer to your question. From uh, uh, Shiva, Minister Hanegbi, in the end, we will have to take over Gaza. Now, this is something, there's a lot of other news that's been going on in Israel, and I got three or four more articles. These things uh, were kind of pushed to the side, and nobody's talking about them now because of what happened with the UAE. But that's a very simple thing to, to resolve, and as I said, Ezekiel 38, 13 takes care of it. But there is a lot of problem going on with Gaza, and this guy says they may have to go back in and retake Gaza. We'll see where it goes. Settlement Affairs Minister Hanegbi believes that it is inevitable that Israel will be forced to take over the Gaza Strip again to deal with the Hamas terrorist organization, which currently rules the coastal enclave. We will eventually have to go in and take over Gaza because one day it will be impossible. One day there will be so many missiles and rockets launched in our direction that Israel, the Israeli public will not be able to accept such a status quo and it will hurt, Hanagbi said. The nature of terrorist organizations is such that there is a limit to how much they can stay calm. Sometimes they lose it because of illusion, because of frustration, because of something related to their true nature, and then you find yourself without other choices, he explained. So I would not initiate full entry into the Gaza Strip, because even if we enter, and we enter at the end and take over the Gaza Strip, we will have to go back, and we do not want to control the lives of two million people. So it's a little bit of a snake's nest right now, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to have to do with this, but... We'll see. Times of Israel. Bipartisan U.S. bill. Now, this kind of preempts. These guys were putting together a bill 
to favor Israel. And then Trump comes out with this announcement. I'm still going to read it so that you can see what's going on, what's being proposed. And this will probably go through now, even though it's kind of dead in the water. It's interesting. Bipartisan U.S. bill aims to advance normalized ties between Israel and the Arab states. So you can see these guys, there's two senators that one Democrat, one Republican, they're putting in a bill to normalize ties. And Trump has already got the ties normalized, at least for one of them, and more are on the way. But my guess is this will pass because of what's happened. So all Arab states are going to come together and they are going to acknowledge Israel and have diplomatic relations because of what President Trump has done. Here we go. Two U.S. senators introduced bipartisan legislation last week aimed at promoting normalized relations between Israel and Arab countries. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker and Ohio Senator Rob Portman unveiled a bill that would require the State Department to publish an annual report on the mistreatment of Arab citizens who violate their country's anti-normalization laws regarding Israel. The measure, called Strengthening Reporting of Actions Taken Against the Normalization of Relations with Israel Act, that's a mouthful, follows a set of recommendations from the Arab Council for Regional Integration. The pan-Arab body, established in 2019, opposes Arab boycotts against Israel, arguing that such tactics hurt rather than help Arab interests. Anti-normalization laws in the region continue to be a barrier toward communities, people, NGOs, and business coming together, Portman said. This bill will discourage those Arab League states that continue to enforce anti-normalization laws and support efforts like those proposed by the Arab Council that encourage and defend community engagement amongst Arabs and Israelis. A number of Arab countries, such as Syria, Lebanon, and Kuwait, have laws punishing their citizens for cooperating with Israeli businesses and individuals. While some Arab League governments are signaling enhanced cooperation with the state of Israel on the government-to-government level. Most continue to persecute their own citizens who establish people-to-people relations with Israelis in non-governmental fora through a combination of judicial and extrajudicial retribution. The legislation states, Despite the risk of retaliatory action, a rising tide of Arab civic actors advocate direct engagement with Israeli citizens and residents. You can see Trump pulled an end around these guys, but they're still going to pass it. Mark my words that now the House may not. The House may, you know, not want to get involved with this because it will make Trump look better in just before the elections. But the Senate is going to go through with this. I'm certain of it. The bill instructs the U.S. Secretary of State to include a country by country breakdown of the anti-normalization activities in the department's yearly report on human rights practices. That will include detailing instances of prosecution or persecution of Arabs who meet to do business with Israeli citizens. The legislation was praised by organizations that seek to normalize ties between Israel and its Arab neighbors. So that's rather interesting. It's pretty cool stuff, and we'll just have to see if that actually goes through, but I'm certain it'll make it through the Senate. If it makes it through the House, the president will sign it because he's already got this ball rolling in so many other ways. Our next category, of course, is Christian news. But before I get into that, I want to thank my friend uh, Scott Lewis, who sent this to me. Now, I'm not a mask wearer except at the bank because the guard stands in front of the door and nobody can go in unless you have a mask on. But now I have something that says, Jesus saves, ask me how. So I thought that was pretty wonderful. And thank you for that, Scott. Came in the mail just this morning. Um, 
Uh, before we get into our first article of the Christian category, I want to make a very quick call to my friend in Israel because we've got something going on today. I alluded to it before we started concerning sermons, but uh, let me see. How do I do this? I'm learning my iPad that I've had for years and years and years. It takes me... Okay, here we go. If he doesn't pick up, he's... Uh, no, he's not picking up. I don't know why he's not picking up. Okay, well... We'll have to... Oh, there he is. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Sergio, what's going on? Hello, wonderful. <laughs> good, good, good. So, uh, where's Rhoda? Well, unfortunately, she has to help her parents for dinner tonight, but uh, I've prepared a picture of her right here. Oh, there you go. So, you got Rhoda there with you. All right. Yeah, she's right here. Good. That that picture looks familiar to me. I don't know if it's familiar to anybody else yet, but hopefully it will be after uh, this afternoon. Um, so you got something planned here as soon as the update ends, don't you? That's correct. Yes. Uh, uh, we can't wait. It's been a long past ten days, but it's been even longer for you preparing those sermons. It's so exciting. Yeah, we got uh, five sermons coming, and it's dealing with uh, one of the most memorable passages in all of Scripture. And uh, I'll give people just a little bit of background on it is I was supposed to go to Israel in May and we were going to go on another walk and that didn't happen. And so we thought we would make an agreement to do something together. You go to a place, I do a series of sermons and it'll work out. And uh, do you think it's going to you think it's going to be kind of uh, fun for people if they watch those sermons? Yeah, I think so. I think the things we found there have never been done before and never been tested before. And it confirms the biblical account. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it's just incredible. And then what you found there in the scriptures just blew our mind away. I, I already read, by the way, all the five sermons. I, I was we were planning on reading them over a week time, but I started with the first one and I couldn't stop literally until the last one. Same with Rhoda. Wow. <laughs> they're they're that incredible. I mean, it's all about. I can't say, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hope that people will watch your video today. It'll be released at the same time we're going to watch it after the Prophecy Update. So uh, we'll get ready for you to start that in just a minute. You keep an eye on the update, and when I push the uh, break button, you're going to start it automatically. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. push the break button, I'll start it automatically. All right. Church. Well, your work over the past week has been unbelievable. You've been working 16, 18 hours a day to get this video done. So uh, good job on that, and uh, we'll hope that everything is successful. Thank you, All right. We love you, Sergio. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So that's what we got going on with the uh, uh, sermons in the next couple days. It's a joint effort, a 6,000-mile-apart joint effort between Sergio and Rhoda and the Superior Word. So we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. Our first article from the Christian category is uh, from the Christian Post. DA declares California County a sanctuary county for church worship gatherings. I'm so glad to hear this. They can pull it on their side of the aisle. We can pull it on our side of the aisle. My beautiful wife just showed up. She's feeling well. Praise the Lord. She's had a really tough week, but she's back on her feet and uh, made it to church. Um, let's see here. San Luis Obispo County, located in Central California, has become a sanctuary county for churches struggling to cope with state restrictions on worship gatherings. San Luis Obispo County DA Don Dow, hats off to this guy, confirmed late last month he will not prosecute churches for holding worship services or for singing in church, which was deemed unlawful by an order from California Governor Gavin Newsom. 
In many counties, pastors have had to decide between revolting or abiding by the order. I declare San Luis Obispo County a sanctuary county for singing and praising in our houses of worship, Dow said in a video shared via Twitter. Inherently, with my responsibility to enforce the law, is the discretion I have to pursue only those charges that are warranted and are in the interest of justice. More than 30 counties in California are not allowed to gather for church services, according to Newsom's order that places even greater restrictions on counties included in the state's COVID-19 watch list. Gatherings of 10 or more in households in those counties are also banned, essentially prohibiting some in-home Bible study gatherings. Whether a church can legally gather or not, singing during worship is disallowed under Newsom's order. Churches in other counties not on the watch list are permitted to gather in limited capacities as long as they follow social distancing guidelines. In Dow's Twitter announcement, he referenced an Independence Day speech he gave in which he spoke about the importance of the First Amendment. It was in the July 4 speech that he first declared that San Luis Obispo County would be a sanctuary county for worship and praise in church. Good job. From the Christian Post, U.S. Christians increasingly departing from core truths of Christian worldview study finds. Sad news here. A new study shows that the majority of Americans no longer believe that Jesus is the path to salvation and instead believe that being a good person is sufficient. The latest findings exploring perceptions of sin and salvation from George Barna show that nearly two-thirds of Americans believe that having some kind of faith is more important than the particular faith with which someone aligns. 68% who embrace that notion identify as Christians, including 56% of self-described evangelicals and 62% of those who identify as Pentecostals. 67% of mainline Protestants and 77% of Catholics also embraced that idea. Slightly over half of Christian respondents said they believe someone can attain salvation by being good or doing good. In addition to the viewpoint that eternal salvation can be earned, survey results show that 58% of Americans believe that no absolute moral truth exists and that the basis of truth are factors or sources other than God. 77% said that right and wrong is determined by factors other than the Bible. 59% said that the Bible is not God's authoritative and true word. And 69% said people are basically good. If you look at some of the dominant elements in the American mind and heart today, as illuminated by the inventory, most people believe that the purpose of life is feeling good about yourself. Most people contend that all faiths are of equal value That entry into God's eternal presence is determined by one's personal means of choice and that there are no absolutes to guide or grow us morally. Now, I'm going to stop right there, and you think that sounds crazy, and I got a lot of people here shaking their heads here and saying, I can't believe that that's even an issue. But like that guy that emailed me and said, I'm, you know, started by watching the prophecy updates, and then I started watching the sermons, I can't tell you how many people took the advice and started watching the sermons and found out that they were never saved in the first place. They were these people watching Prophecy Update, Prophecy Update, Prophecy Update, Prophecy Update, Prophecy Update, thinking that they're on the road to heaven because they're learning things that have nothing to do with anything. They're watching people that make stuff up. There's no truth in what they say. It's all sensationalism and it's ear ringing and they have no theology at all. And I've said this many times. I'll say it again right now. Everybody. Everybody is a specialist on prophecy, and yet nobody knows their Bible. 
You can't know prophecy unless you know the Bible from beginning to end and in context. And 99% of the people that you listen to out there on these prophecy updates don't know the Bible at all. They know nothing about scripture. They just hear something, they say something sensational, get 400 million hits, make a lot of money because they monetize their videos, and yet they don't know what they're doing and they're leading people down a bad path. Please, if nothing else in your life, start attending a church that opens the Bible, that believes that it's the word of God and teaches that there is one way to God and only one. If you need convincing of that, just email me and I'll give you the uh, references right out of the Bible, such as John 14, 6. There's only one path to salvation and it is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So stop watching a bunch of prophecy updates and start watching biblical sermons based on the Bible, based on proper theology. Christian headlines. To cope with pandemic, Americans choose binge watching TV over the Bible. Well, when we first started this COVID-19 thing, the Bible sales went through the roof. And I'll tell you what happened. People picked up those Bibles and they started reading them and they were confused and they said, I don't understand this at all. And they closed the Bible and now they've been binge watching TV. That's what happened because they did not get into a theologically sound Bible-based church. And you can do that right online. I know one, it's called the Superior Word in Sarasota, Florida. The guy isn't very good looking, but he will tell you about the Bible. So please, Attend church and read that Bible until you can't read it anymore and then turn it back to the beginning and read it again, okay? Stick in that Bible every day of your life. Wake up to it, go to bed with it, and read it during the day. Think on it, meditate on it. This is how you get to know the God of creation. He has revealed himself through one person, through Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ can only be found in the pages of Scripture. Please read your Bible, all right? Christian times, oppression of Christians has increased during COVID-19. Well, that's no surprise because COVID-19 was planned. And one of the things about COVID-19 is to take out anything that would stand against the globalist agenda. And that is Christianity. Mail online. California megachurch holds massive services for 7,000 people. This is who I talked about last week. In defiance of social distancing orders, this is John MacArthur's church, and says it will sue state officials over 100-person cap on indoor gatherings. A day later, Capstone Report, historic California ruling protects religious liberty at behest of Thomas More Society all-star legal team. Hours after Grace Community Church filed suit to invalidate Los Angeles County's unconstitutional restrictions on churches, the county filed for a temporary restraining order to force the church to stop holding indoor services and comply with unreasonable and overbroad demands. Judge James Chalfont, this is a California judge, now listen to this, denied almost all of the county's requests at the August 14th Los Angeles Superior Court hearing, agreeing with MacArthur and the church that it is the county's burden to show why they should be permitted to infringe on the constitutionally protected rights of churches to freely exercise religion. There is a little bit of sense in Los Angeles. There's not much, but there is a little bit. I'm so glad that we have pastors like John MacArthur. I disagree with that guy on quite a bit of his theology, but I will tell you what, I am glad that he is willing to stick up for this cause and to come up with that resolution. Praise God. From Islam today, Mail Online. Explosives expert claims Beirut explosion that killed 160 was caused by burning military missiles, not ammonium nitrate, because the blast cloud was orange, not yellow. Daniello Kopi 
an expert named Mr. Dynamite, how'd you like to have that name, Mr. Dynamite, revealed that I think there were armaments there. Well, we know there were. The Israelis had reported that a year ago. Now, there may have been ammonium nitrate, that was the substance of the blast, but the armaments went up with it and turned it orange. That's why we saw that big orange cloud up there. Times of Israel, in rare joint stand, six Gulf Arab nations back extending UN's arm embargo on Iran. Unfortunately, that wasn't passed and the UN did the wrong thing, so I'm not going to read the article. Zero Hedge, British man arrested for filming migrants being loaded onto coaches in Dover. Okay, if you're in England, if you're in the UK, please pay attention and get the word out on this because your country is being overrun, just like we have been for the past many years. A British YouTuber was arrested after he tried to live stream footage of boat migrants being loaded onto coaches in Dover before they were taken to be accommodated in hotels at taxpayer expense. Steve Laws, another citizen reporter who has been documenting the migrant arrivals, told Politicalite, I saw 74 illegals being towed into port by the border force from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. They were so busy they didn't get the time to unload one boatload before another arrived. My sources told me it has over 100 after I had left. I saw three coaches parked waiting since 8 a.m. It almost seems like it was pre-planned. French Navy vessels are escorting migrant boats into British waters, where they are then handed over to British border authorities who provide the illegal aliens a de facto taxi service and free residency while they prepare asylum claims. Migrants pay criminal people, smugglers, thousands of pounds to reach Europe, dispelling the idea that they are destitute. More than double the number of migrants have landed in the first eight months of 2020, nearly 3,950 than the whole of 2019, which was only 1,850. Migration Watch UK has warned that more than 7,500 could land by Christmas, reports Breitbart. The alarming migrant crisis on the south coast of England has finally started to receive attention following months of former Brexit Party leader Nigel Farage drawing attention to it. It's completely one-sided, said Farage. I'm doing my best to get this out because the government, he said don't, it's doesn't, Nigel, the government doesn't want you to know about it. Circo, who will be paid two billion quid over the next 10 years to accommodate migrants, certainly don't want you to know about it. Once again, it's doesn't. All these people will be sending selfies and pictures back to their countries, wherever they come from, and the message is, come on down, get into the country, hotels, 40 quid a week, spending money, full boards, trips to Anfield, it's stone bonkers, Farage said. The taxi and hotel accommodation service for migrants is being overseen by the same conservative government that just announced Brits currently on holiday in Spain and other countries would have to quarantine for two weeks upon their return, a de facto house arrest which will strip many of two weeks of unpaid wages. But these people come in, they get free hotels, they get to do what they want, they get a stipend, absolutely insane. Zero Hedge, Turkey sends military for gunnery drills off roads as contested gas exploration resumes. Greece's military is once again said to be in a state of high alert with all troops prevented from leaving their duty stations or going on temporary leave. 
Not only is Turkey's energy minister Faith Donmez announced Monday that the Uruk Rees seismic exploration ship has been dispatched to the Mediterranean, but Bloomberg reports Turkey has launched naval exercises in the same region. Turkey launched naval exercises off two Greek islands and announced energy exploration research in the same area, projecting its military might amid heightened territorial tussles in the eastern Mediterranean, according to the report. Turkey is pushing buttons. Then from in Cyprus, Greek armed forces on alert. From Reuters, Greek calls Turkey seismic survey in Mediterranean illegal. From Euractiv, Turkey naval ops in eastern Mediterranean extremely worrying, says the EU, but they'll do nothing about it. Zero Hedge, Greek warships are reportedly near Turkish exploration vessel actively disrupting seismic signals. So they're trying to find the gas out there. The Greeks are challenging them with that by using some type of uh, active disruption of their signals. That's pretty wonderful stuff. Okay, from Mongolia today, from Xinhua. Mongolia flies 257 nationals back from Japan amid COVID-19 pandemic. The special flight from Tokyo to Ulaanbaatar carried pregnant women, seniors, children, students, disabled and sick people, and those with financial and other problems. They will be isolated at designated facilities for 21 days. Following its suspension of international commercial flights due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Mongolia has brought home more than 16,000 nationals by chartered flights, buses, or trains from different parts of the world. Mongolia is expected to send at least 14 special flights this month to COVID-19 hit countries to bring home more nationals. Mongolia has reported a total of 293 COVID-19 cases, all of which were imported. Daniel 12 Technology. Scientists inspired by Star Wars create artificial skin able to feel. They watched a sci-fi movie. They said, we can do that, and now they've done it. Singapore researchers have developed electronic skin capable of recreating a sense of touch, an innovation they hope will allow people with prosthetic limbs to detect objects as well as feel texture or even temperature and pain. The device, dubbed ACES, is made up of 100 small sensors and is about 0.16 square inch in size. The researchers at the National University of Singapore say it can process information faster than the human nervous system, is able to recognize 20 to 30 different textures, and can read Braille letters with 90% accuracy. So humans need to slide to feel texture. That's how we feel texture, is we slide our fingers. But in this case, the skin, with just a single touch, is able to detect textures of different roughness. They don't need to move their finger. They just can feel it automatically. A demonstration showed the device could detect that a squishy stress ball was soft and determine that a solid plastic ball was hard. When you lose your sense of touch, you essentially become numb, and prosthetic users face that problem. So by recreating an artificial version of the skin for their prosthetic devices, they can hold a hand and feel the warmth and feel that it is soft. How hard are they holding their hand, etc. Everything there, amazing invention. From the activist post, skin marks, we just did skin touching, now we have skin marks. Google's new tattoo that turns skin 
into a touchpad. Now, I've reported on this twice in the past three years that they're using uh, tattoos and stuff that you can use for sensors and doing things. Google is working on it where you can now, like, make your arm into a keyboard and you can type on your arm instead of having an actual keyboard. Google announced that is working. What's that? That's wrong. That's wrong. That's right. Google announced that it is working on developing the next futuristic technology beyond smartphones. Tattoos that turn the user into a human touchpad. Google is developing smart tattoos that, when applied to the skin, will transform the human body into a living touchpad via embedded sensors in the ink. Skin Marks utilizes rub-on tattoos to create the next generation of wearable technology devices. The sensor-driven tattoos are applied to a part of the body, preferably one where you can swipe up and down with ease like an arm. The sensors can then be triggered by traditional touch or swipe gestures as we perform daily on smartphones. However, there are a few more specific gestures related to the appendages of humans. You could squeeze the area around the tattoo or bend your fingers or limbs to activate the sensors. The project is in part being conducted by researchers at Saarland University in Germany who wrote in a white paper that the benefit of using skin as an interface is tapping into the fine motor skills that human beings naturally have. Interacting with your own skin and limbs also means that you would be able to do actions without looking. This is also applicable possibly for virtual reality. The tattoos are made by screen printing conductive ink onto tattoo paper, which rubs away after use. Some of the prototype tattoos include cartoon drawings or light-up displays. Through a vastly reduced tattoo thickness and increased stretchability, a skin mark is sufficiently thin and flexible to conform to irregular geometry like flexible lines and protruding bones. So you've got it on your fingers and you can move your hands and it doesn't affect the tattoo itself. It's very interesting what they're doing. I can see how that could be abused, but it would still be cool to not have a, you know, a keyboard, which is hard and you can drop it and break it. You got a keyboard here and you can not only feel with your tactile sense this way, but your arm feels it as well. So you actually will very quickly be able to adapt to that. My mom's over there cringing. Um, <laughs> Revelation plagues. USA Today, this is an opinion, defeat COVID-19 by requiring vaccination for all. It's not un-American, it's patriotic. Make vaccines free, don't allow religious or personal objections, and create disincentives for those who refuse vaccines shown to be safe and effective. So they're trying to push that. That's an opinion. As I said, it's not an actual article. But I saw one opinion where they want to brand people with yellow tags if they don't get their COVID-19, uh, which is going back to Germany. And that's right, the Jews of the uh, Holocaust. That's exactly right. But that's what they're talking about. So these people are pushing this. They're pushing it. Mail online. You know, I have said, I am not opposed to vaccines. Some people are opposed to them. I had vaccines in one year and out the other in the U.S. military. I probably had 427 of them, and I'm still okay, uh, mostly. Um, but I'm not opposed to them. But as a point... Because of the way this has been handled from the very beginning, I will never, never get a COVID-19 vaccine. I want you to know that. If you don't want to attend in a church where the pastor has been unvaccinated, don't come. I will never get one. And it's not because I care one way or another about the issue. It's because of how they have handled this that I will never, ever get a COVID. And you know what? When they say I use the same argument that uh, I do about masks, you know, if you want to have your vaccine, then you're safe. 
So you don't need to worry about me and I'm not safe. You want to wear a mask? Go ahead. If you, you know, and when people ask me, why aren't you wearing a mask? I ask, do they work? And they always say yes. And I say, well, then you're safe. I mean, just let it go. All right, here we go. Mail online. Jacinda Arden plunges New Zealand back into lockdown with 1.6 million Kiwis told they cannot leave their home after nation recorded four COVID-19 cases. And she locked down the entire country. That's a really bad person there. Gateway Pundit says killer. The what? Yeah, that is totalitarianism. That's exactly what it is. Gateway Pundit. Killer Cuomo not only murdered thousands of elderly in homes, he also targeted adult care facilities and group homes for people with disabilities. Totally intentional. They've got all the information. All they need to do is arrest him, prosecute him, and toss him in the can. But in New York, they just let you out after you're arrested, so it doesn't matter anyway. From the Epic Times, Cuomo rejects calls for probe into New York nursing home deaths. I wonder why. From the Epic Times, there's only one thing that I recommended at the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis. Only one. Does anybody remember it was a vitamin? I said, take this vitamin. It boosts immunity. And that's the only thing that I said you should take. D. D. I said that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to prescribe things. But vitamin D is not going to hurt anybody. It's the only thing that I said I am taking. And I started taking vitamin D. And I remember the day I said it. Don't go hoarding vitamin D. You get 10 billion of them in a bottle this big. And it'll last you, you know, forever. There's plenty of vitamin D out there. Don't hoard it. But take vitamin D. Justified again. What's that? Take it with K2. Take it with K2, he says. I don't know what K2 is, but I'll start taking K2 because Vic said so. Okay. We're justified at the superior word once again. I said a few things about this crisis, and I was right on it. As I said, I'm the, it's the only thing I've ever been right on outside of Jesus and my wife, but I've gotten this right, and I also got the vitamin D part of it right. Here we go. Epic Times. Lower vitamin D levels may indicate high-risk COVID-19 infection. Doctors. While the world waits for a definitive treatment, cure, or vaccine for COVID-19, studies have shown a significant correlation between a low level of vitamin D in the blood and a greater risk of infection of COVID-19, revealing that more robust data is needed to determine if vitamin D can prevent the disease or be used as an adjunct therapy. Vitamin D, commonly known as the sunshine vitamin because it was invented in Sarasota, Florida. That's not true, but it's always sunny here. And here it's pouring rain and I'm saying that. Anyway, it's the sunshine vitamin is a hormone with a vast array of benefits over and above bone and muscle health. It may also strengthen the immune system, protect against cardiovascular disease, and help prevent colon cancer, among other chronic illnesses. It comes in two major forms, vitamin D3 produced by the body and vitamin D2 found in plants. Along with vitamin D supplementation, adequate sunshine exposure is needed, especially if melanated because vitamin D is made in the skin. Does anybody know what melanated means? It's a way of saying you got dark skin, okay? You're melanated. Okay, so melanin is a skin pigment that makes the skin, eyes, and hair darker. It is common among black Americans who are in the high-risk groups to have low vitamin D levels. Why? Because they have a lot of melanin, okay? Black people have a high COVID-19 death rate. Research by the Cooper Institute observing how fitness and body weight affected vitamin D levels in black adults said African-American men and women with moderate or high fitness levels were 45% less likely to have vitamin D deficiency than those with low fitness levels. 
Additionally, obese African-American men and women were 70% more likely to have vitamin D deficiency than those who were normal weight. Dr. Mike Hansen, pulmonologist and critical care physician, says in a video on COVID-19 that many COVID-19 patients who require hospitalization do have low vitamin D levels. And this is consistent with what we are seeing. So there you go. Take vitamin D, take the recommended amount. You don't need to take a whole lot of it. And if you're a black American, they recommend, as they said, go out into the sunshine and exercise because you're outside, you're exercising, you're getting natural vitamin D, plus take a supplement and you will be much better off in regards to COVID-19 or anything else. What's that? What did these morons tell us? Lock yourself in your house. house. That's right. Shut yourself in. Get out of the sun. Don't be a threat to anyone. That's right. Okay. Um, Superior Word News Service. World Health Organization confirms sudden and extensive loss of life in Beirut last week was COVID-19 related. That was a joke. I was kidding. I was kidding. It's just typical of them, though. They'll go in there and they'll say all hundred and some people that died in that blast were COVID-19 deaths. Anyway, for Morality Today, CBS, federal court rules that transgender students must be allowed to use bathrooms that match their gender. Another step back. Movie Guide, Hallmark movie to feature lesbian wedding in movie this month. Mail Online, Los Angeles District Attorney calls to end the prosecution of a mother, 26, who was charged with murder when her baby was born, stillborn, with high levels of meth. They just want to kick that out. Mail Online, prisoner, 26, released on bail due to coronavirus concerns, is charged with murder after stabbing a 63-year-old man to death. New York Post, NASA to remove offensive names from planets. The one they highlighted is the Eskimo Nebula. They're no longer going to call it the Eskimo Nebula. And anything else that's offensive, NASA will now remove. Mail online. Yeah, what's offensive? Mail online. Kindergarten cop is canceled. Arnold Schwarzenegger's 1990 comedy is pulled from film festival for romanticizing over-policing children and is compared with Birth of a Nation. If you've seen that, that is one of the stupidest movies on the planet. I mean, a two-year-old would watch it and just laugh and, you know, over-policing. Okay, our other category, Zero Hedge. California will soon be paying 1,250 people who test positive for coronavirus. Tell me, that's not a bad idea. Always looking for ways to one-up its own failed welfare state and run the COVID score up on President Trump, California has now approved a pilot plan to pay $1,250 to anyone who tests positive for coronavirus to encourage them to stay at home and Uh self-isolate. We're talking real geniuses here. (laughs) Alameda County's Board of Supervisors has set aside $10 million for the program, which will allow payments to 7,500 people. The program was approved as the county hit a new high in daily coronavirus cases and as California continues to struggle to contain the outbreak in its state. The program is being welcomed by local health care providers who say it'll help those in working class areas stay at home and not spread the virus by leaving the house. In order to qualify for the assistance, people who test positive must not be receiving unemployment or sick leave. So that sounds good. You're a worker and you get it. You get to stay home and get paid, right? Well, listen, approval for the program will require a referral from one of the five approved clinics in the county. 
The board hopes the program will assist independent contractors, people who are paid under the table, and undocumented workers. The area has a 28% positivity rate. For some reason, we bet that number rises. What do you think? You got undocumented or illegal migrants that are working there, and they're going to pay them to get COVID-19. That makes a lot of sense, folks. Zero Hedge. Guess what happened when New York put homeless people in luxury hotels? Anybody oh, guess? Gosh. Yeah, the homeless problem in New York City is bad and getting worse. City leaders decided to fix the problem by putting up hundreds of sex offenders, mental patients, and drug addicts in Manhattan luxury hotels. Upper West Side residents say three hotels that are housing hundreds of homeless men during the coronavirus pandemic have turned the area into a spectacle of public urination, catcalling, and open drug use. Ten sex offenders are staying in a single hotel, the Belle Claire, which is one block from the playground of PS87. A nanny in the Genteel neighborhood told of being offered crack while her two-year-old charge was with her. It doesn't feel safe anymore, she said. Mail online. Top Chicago prosecutor Kim Fox's office has dismissed more than 25,000 felony cases, including murders, shootings, sexual assaults, and Jussie Smollett's hoax attack, 35% more than her predecessor. Zero hedge. Americans are continuing to die from drinking hand sanitizer. Well, that's, that's, we're getting rid of some problem people, I think, but <laughs> U.S. health officials are still having to verbalize what most would think is only too obvious. Don't drink hand sanitizer. During the past two summer months, as lockdowns have endured in a number of states, and as large states like Texas and Arizona saw severe coronavirus resurgence, health officials with the CDC saw this week four people have died from consuming hand sanitizers. At least 15 adults had been poisoned in Arizona and New Mexico after ingesting it, with some continuing to have vision problems and other devastating lingering effects. Of note is that in all cases of fatalities, the hand sanitizers contain methanol or wood alcohol, which is a dangerous substitute for the legitimate germ-killing ingredient of ethyl alcohol. Methanol is actually a key ingredient in antifreeze. Somehow they thought this was an extra precaution towards disinfecting themselves. <laughs> From CNBC. Parents look to private schools. Finally, some good news. Parents look to private schools for in-person instruction as school districts announce online starts. If we can do anything to protect our children from the public school system in this nation, I'm all for it. As more schools announce online starts for fall amid the pandemic, parents are looking to private schools for face-to-face -face instruction. Private schools across the United States have reported an uptick in interest from families as local public schools roll out online or hybrid fall plans. Parents say they need their children to be in school so they can be engaged while parents work. CNN, air passenger traffic is down 75%, but TSA found three times the rate of guns it did in July last year. Three times the rate of guns, 75% down. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, just so everybody knows, if you are planning on coming to Sarasota in the Superior Word Church, I will not be here on 27 September, Sunday, 27 September. So keep that in mind. From Just the News, McConnell, this is McConnell in the Senate, 
Democrats won't allow a penny in stimulus unless Texas and Florida bail out New Jersey. That's exactly what's going on. They want the states that don't have taxes, they want them to bail out all these states. That's what's going on. They want to bail out Chicago. They want to bail out New Jersey. They want to bail out California, states that have mismanaged themselves forever. And McConnell knows exactly what's going on, and they are not going to play ball here, folks. From Zero Hedge. You want to know why it's important to vote? And I say this, and I don't care. I lose subscribers every time I say this because Christians out there are so pious they won't vote. It doesn't bother me at all. But I will say that if you want exactly this in your country, don't vote because you're the ones that are responsible for that. It is a shame. It is actually a disgrace that Christians do not vote. When they don't vote, you're voting for Satan. That's right. When you don't vote, you've given your vote to Satan. That's exactly right. Okay, let's see here. We've got um, Zero Hedge, financially devastated. 83% of New York City restaurants are unable to pay their July rent. They have completely destroyed that city, completely. I was telling uh, Vic here this morning about a video that uh, is posted. A lot of people have seen it. It's been going around. A guy started on Fifth Avenue. He's going down Manhattan. He's going down Manhattan, and he's driving for over four minutes without stopping. Four minutes of driving. Every single window is broken. Every place is boarded up and most of the businesses have left. They're not coming back. And they're not announcing this on the news because they don't want people to know that it was peaceful demonstrations. Oh, it wasn't peaceful demonstrations. It was people that are out there looting and thugging and the uh, mayor of New York City doesn't care at all. He is a destroyer. But there you go. Financially devastated. CNN. Professor who has predicted every election since 1984 says that Trump will lose. Okay, don't be disheartened. He actually predicted that Gore would win, but he says I was right because Gore actually won, but the election was stolen. Okay, so this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Don't be disheartened. The guy's a liberal. He's up in New York, and he's saying how bad Trump is. So you know he's got an agenda anyway. They're just trying to stroke the left vote into coming out with that one. Okay, I've got a Lestrick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what we're talking about. We'll pay you if you have the bug. Stay home, do nothing, just slug. You get two weeks with pay, watch TV and just play, skew the vote, higher numbers, we'll plug. There you go. Okay, I got a couple of ironies for you and then we will be done. This is entitled Defund Blowback. Defund Blowback. First one is sad, I'm sorry, but It's ironic. Superior Word News says teen who rallied to defund the police in Chicago is shot to death. And then from Mail Online, L.A. counselor who voted to slash police funds has called the cops to his home eight times since April asking for protection from protesters. Defund blowback. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word. And that is your prophecy update for the week.